0: Chapter 21 of On the Treetop. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Christian Lieberg. On the Treetop by Clara Doty Bates. Aladdin. I see a little group about my chair lovers of stories all first saxon edith of the corn silk hair growing so strong and tall then little brother on whose sturdy face soft baby dimples fly as fear or pleasure give each other place when wonders multiply then gold locks summers nine their goldenest have showered on her head and tinted it of all the colors best warm robin red breast red then close at hand on lowly haunches set with pricked-up, tasseled ear, is Tony, little, clear-eyed spaniel pet, waiting, like them, to hear. I say, I have no story, all are told. Not to be daunted thus, they only crowd more confident and bold, and laugh incredulous. And so, remembering how, once on a time, I too loved such delights, I choose this one and put it into rhyme, from the Arabian Nights. A poor little lad was Aladdin. His mother was wretchedly poor, a widow who scarce ever had in her cupboard enough of a store to frighten the wolf from the door. No doubt he was quite a fine fellow for the country he lived in, but ah, his skin was a dull dusky yellow, and his hair was as long as twould grow. 'Tis the fashion in China, you know. But however he looked or however he fared, a strange fortune was his none of you dears though fair-faced and clever can have anything like to this so grand and marvellous it is well one day for so runs the tradition while idling and lingering about the low city streets a magician from africa swarthy and stout with his wise prying eyes spied him out and went up to him very politely and asked what his name was and cried my lad if i judge of you rightly you're the son of my brother who died my poor mustafa he sighed ah yes mustafa was my father aladdin cried back and he's dead well then both yourself and your mother i will care for forever he said and you never shall lack wine nor bread and thus did the wily old wizard deceive with his kindness the two for a deed of dark peril and hazard he had for aladdin to do at the risk of his life too he knew far down in the earth's very centre there burned a strange lamp at a shrine great stones marked the one place to enter down under twas dark as a mine what further no one could divine and that was the treasure aladdin was sent to secure first he tore the huge stones away for he had in an instant the strength of a score then he stepped through the cavern-like door down down through the darkness so chilly on on through the long galleries coming now upon gardens of lilies and now upon fruit burdened trees filled full of the humming of bees but ah should one tip of his finger touch aught as he passed it was death not a fruit on the boughs made him linger nor the great heaps of gold underneath. But on he fled, holding his breath. Until he espied, burning brightly, the mystical lamp in its place, he plucked the hot wick out and turning, with triumph and joy in his face, set out his long way to retrace. At last he saw where daylight shed, a soft ray through a chink overhead, where the crafty magician was ready to catch the first sound of his tread. REACH THE LAMP UP TO ME FIRST, HE SAID. ALADDIN WITH LUCK HAD GROWN BOLDER, AND HE CRIED, WAIT A BIT, AND WE'LL SEE. THEN WITH HUGE, UGLY PUSH OF HIS SHOULDER, AND WITH STRONG, HEAVY THRUST OF HIS KNEE, THE WIZARD, SO ANGRY WAS HE, PRIED UP THE GREAT ROCK, ROLLED IT OVER, THE DOOR WITH AN OATH AND A STAMP. STAY UNDER THERE, THAT LITTLE COVER, AND DIE OF THE mildew AND DAMP, HE SHOUTED. Or give me the lamp! Aladdin saw darkness fall o'er him. He clutched at the lamp in his hand, and, happening to rub it before him, a genius stood, stately and grand. Whence he came, he could not understand. I obey you, it said, and whatever you ask for or wish, you shall have. Rub the lamp but the least bit soever. It calls me, for I am its slave aladdin said open this cave he was freed from the place in a minute and he rubbed once again take me home home he was and as blithe as a linnet rubbed again for the genius with come i am dying for food get me some thus at first he but valued his treasure because simple wants it supplied grown older it furnished him pleasure and then it brought riches beside and at last it secured him his bride now the princess most lovely of any was badrul budur what a name who though sought for and sued for by many no matter how grandly they came yet merrily laughed them to shame until with his riches and splendor aladdin as lover enrolled for the first thing he did was to send her some 40 great baskets of gold and all the fine gems they would hold then he built her a palace set thickly with jewels at window and door and all was completed so quickly she saw bannered battlements soar where was nothing an hour before there millions of servants attended black slaves and white slaves thick as bees obedient attentive and splendid in purple and gold liveries fine to see swift to serve sure to please him she wedded they lived without trouble as long as the lamp was their own but one day like the burst of a bubble the palace and princess were gone without wings to fly they had flown and aladdin dismayed to discover that the lamp had been stolen away bent all of his strength to recover the treasure and day after day he journeyed this way and that way and at last after terrible hazard after many apparel and strife he found that the vengeful old wizard who had made the attempt on his life had stolen the lamp princess and wife with a shrewdness which would have done credit to even a yankee boy he sought the lamp where the wizard had hid it and turning a mystical key brought it forth and then rubbing with glee back to china he cried in a minute the marvelous palace uprose with the princess badrul budur in it unruffled in royal repose with her jewels and cloth of gold clothes and with gay clouds of banners and towers with its millions of slaves white and black it was borne by obedient powers as swift as the wind on its track and ere one could count ten it was back and ever thereafter aladdin clung close to the lamp of his fate whatever the robe he was clad in, or whether he fasted or ate, and at all hours early and late, right lucky was Lord Aladdin. End of Aladdin